Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. It was a Cowboys bye week and I think that that was very noticeable on the NFL's late of games this weekend. It was not that fun. We did not see many big primetime games. Maybe the Sunday night football has been a little bit better. Of course, it is 12 to 7 in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. But it was sort of a weird NFL week without the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about this on, on tonight's show. We'll talk about Dak Prescott and his injury update. Jerry Jones said on Friday on 105.3 The Fan that he was giving Dak Prescott the good old thumbs up. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk a little bit about the trade deadline because next Tuesday, not, not, to, not, not the day after tomorrow, no, 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 the 2nd of November is the deadline for NFL trades. So the discussion around trades will only pick up in the next few days. We'll talk about that and the Dallas Cowboys and one pass rusher that I would love the Cowboys to target on this trade deadline. Many have talked about a cornerback, but I will talk to you about a pass rusher and why I think the Cowboys do need him. So shout out to the YouTube audience. Shout out to Facebook. Ray saying over on Facebook, the best news I saw today is that Dak is out of the protective boot. Everything is shaping up for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get into it. Make sure you hit the like, that like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Now that more of us are here, we'll start the show officially. So welcome, everyone. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire Cowboys season and Maverick season now that the NBA is finally underway, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. You can check out the NFC East recap from this weekend you can also check out the latest on the dallas mavericks and well you know the rest of the dallas cowboys bill belichick speaking about a cowboys offense you can read about on my friday weekly post in spanish as well if you are into dallas cowboys if you want to learn spanish or are already a native spanish speaker you can also check out cowboys content in spanish here on adc sports dallas primetime so how are you? It's been, an, it's been an interesting week for Cowboys fans because we did not get Cowboys football, yet it was sort of a favorable weekend in terms of the NFC East. Not so much in the conference. The, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Packers, the Cardinals, the, the, the Rams did not have tough games. So there really was not anything to root for on these games. The Lions got off to a right start, man. They were aggressive. They scored the touchdown. Then they kicked the onside kick. They were doing some crazy stuff. They faked the punt after recovering the onside kick. Some crazy things from the Lions trying to get their win on their what, what was basically their Super Bowl. They're still winless. 
But the Lions were trying to pull off the opposite on the NFC. Did not happen. So did not happen. So the Cowboys will have to wait to get some help on the conference front. And of course, as they try to to push for that number one seed in the conference. I know it's early, but listen, are we are we thinking about the division right now? I don't think we are. The Cowboys have three more wins than the rest of the division. They are all two and five. The Cowboys are five and one. Three more wins, even though they have played one game less. The only other team in the NFL that has at least three more wins than their division rivals are the Tennessee Titans. So shout out to ADC Sports because those are two of the ADC Sports teams. Shout out to everyone who is joining on YouTube, on Facebook. Jennifer says, I am glad the weekend is over, ready for next Sunday. And it will be a fun game, I think. I talked about this last week. I think that this will be a, a the Cowboys-Vikings game will be even more entertaining than some people think. Bruno over at Facebook watching the video as well. What is up, D-Town, TC915. Everyone who is joining, thank you so much. Primetime Field says, there is a safety on Sunday night football. Things, scores have been so crazy this week. How about the Panthers and the Giants being 3-2? and two? It looked like a soccer match. And then later it was 5-3. It looked like a baseball game now that, we, now that we're in October and we're enjoying the World Series and the Champions League Series. Shout out to Braves fans. There was at least one Brave fan who watches ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So congratulations on making it to the World Series. The Astros are back in the series. I don't like that, but hey, that is how baseball works. I, I do respect the, the Astros for embracing their roles as, as billions within Major League Baseball. I do appreciate that. Joe Meza says, did you guys see the WGNVA parade in Chicago? Too funny, nobody showed, and yet they want equal. You know, I, I, I think that the, the, the thing with equal pay is a little bit complicated since it's a revenue sharing system. However, I do think that it sucks that there is not a lot of support for the, for the WNBA. I think it should get way more support. And the same goes for the women's soccer national team in the United States and to all of women's sports in general. I, I do think that still, uh, fighter pay, for example, in, in the combat sports world should be better uh, overall, but also when it comes to the women division, I think that we have a long way to go there. But also as sports fans, we should make a conscious effort to support women's sports significantly more. What is up, Jacob? The way Mahomes played, do you think anybody has anything to say now about that Dak's contract and Mahomes' contract? They shouldn't. I think they shouldn't, Jacob, but I think they are. There will always be more people to complain about Dak Prescott's contract, even though they don't have a point anymore. But I agree with you. And I also think that second-guessing the Mahomes contract, it is way too early for that. But the Chiefs, are having a bad start to the season. And I will actually get ahead of myself here, and I will show you this tweet from me uh, earlier today. The Cowboys and the Chiefs have a Week 11 date. They have a Week 11 game showdown between these two teams in Kansas City. And before the season, before the season began, the look-ahead lines for this game had the Kansas City Chiefs at minus seven and a half. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think that the Cowboys will be in a better spot in terms of the betting spread at the very least when this game comes around. I don't think there's any way that 
the Cowboys are seven point and a half underdogs. If things continue this way, I don't think that betting spread will look the same. I think that you will agree with me. And actually, this was going to be a question for later on the show. But since Jacob asked, I will make it right now. Do you believe that the Cowboys will beat the three and four Chiefs in week 11? I think that the answers were going to be a little bit more mixed a few weeks ago. But now the Chiefs have a losing record and their defense is doing their best to emulate what the Cowboys did defensively in 2020. They are either 32nd or 31st in the major defensive categories. And if we're talking about efficiency, advanced stats like DVOA, like EPA per play, or if we're talking about passing totals, points allowed, takeaways, turnovers, they are one of the worst teams on defense this year. And this is something that we had not thought that we were going to see. We, we know that the Chiefs' recipe for success in recent years has been based on offensive performance. But their defenses were at least number 18 in the league, number 19 in the league. They had never been this bad. There is bad, then there is very bad, and then there is off the shards bad. And that is where the Chiefs have struggled. We saw something a little bit different today from the Chiefs, though. We have, we have been seeing bad defense, and that is no secret to anybody. But we were also seeing a Chiefs team that turned the ball over consistently. And we sort of were guessing, you know what, that will change. Turnover luck will chip their way at some point, and the Chiefs will be as good as always. That was my opinion, at least. But now you have another situation going on for the Chiefs because today they were not efficient against the Titans at all. And the Titans have a poor defense as well. Sure, some players have come, come back like Bot Dupree who had a tremendous game. But the Chiefs got absolutely pulverized in the trenches. And we had not seen that either throughout this season. The Chiefs actually did a good job rebuilding their, their offensive line. And then some way, somehow... This week, it looked like a terrible unit, and they got beaten by, by the Titans. So shout out to the Titans, who are very discreetly, they have reached a 5-2 and two record. They have won five of their last six. And because they were beaten by the New York Jets, I think they were flying under the radar before the past couple of weeks. I don't think close to, close to nobody picked them to beat the, the Bills. And now this week... No one was picking them to beat the Chiefs either. And they are 2-0 in the past couple of weeks versus two of the best teams in the conference. But a lot of questions regarding the Chiefs. And I think that right now there is a lot of reasons, there are a lot of reasons to believe that the Cowboys have a shot at them next uh, in the next few weeks when they play them on week 11. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be too expensive to Jason, but I think that they were talking about something else that I missed. Uh, could we trade for Howard on the Dolphins? I think that would be expensive. I don't, I'm not sure if that is a player you were guys talking about in the YouTube chat, but I think that saving Howard is not really a conversation for the Cowboys. I would love it, but I don't think it will happen. We're going to hit them alive since the Eagles are trash. I love that YouTube name, by the way. Jacob says, oh, hell yeah. Uh, Matt Owen, shout out to Matt Owen, who I recommend following on Twitter, by the way. That spread will drop, and yes, Dallas will win. I think that the Chiefs are going to be favorites, and I think that we will agree on that, at, at least on the betting spread, because they are still the Chiefs. 
They are still a team that is very respected by the betting market, and I think it will likely be at minus four, something along those lines. Because I don't think that you can... TC915 says, are you serious the Chiefs are 7.5-point favorites? Just to be clear, this is the preseason betting spread that was projected for the Week 11 game between these two. It is not the current spread. I was not able to find that yet. I was not able to find an updated betting spread for the Week 11 game. I'm sure this will come out in a few weeks or even a few days. But this 7.5 number that I'm giving you is the one from the preseason. They were seven point half, there were seven and a half point favorites before the season began. Uh, Cowboys getting weapons back. Chiefs are at full strength and Cowboys are playing better. Uh, Cow- Cowboys will win that game. Stevie Mack says, need to see if the Chiefs make any trades first. Maybe they'll try to bring up some guys in considering how awful that defense is. And listen, here, here's, the thing about, here's the thing about the Chiefs. As I mentioned, Today was the exception, right? Today, they were not even efficient. But in the past few weeks, even though they were turning the ball over and even though they were looking just bad on, on, the, on defense, they were still one of the best offenses in the NFL in terms of DBOA, EPA per play. Patrick Mahomes was still throwing the ball downfield. He was still making a lot of big plays. But today, they were not efficient. So that was something different from previous weeks. And I think that was really, really concerning concerning for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, I think that the Cowboys have a shot at them because I think that the Cowboys offense should be able to pick apart the, the Chiefs' defense, right? That should be able to happen. My question is if, if the Cowboys are going to be up for the challenge defensively versus a Patrick Mahomes offense that might or might not figure things out by week 11. It will be a late November game so you never know with the, these types of situations. It will be a very fun game. I will tell you that. And I, I think that total, that game total might touch the 60 points in the betting markets. That doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. That's more of a college football kind of number. By the way, some crazy stuff in the college football world as well. This weekend. Anyways, if we trade Collins or Gallup, says Drew, and I don't think this will happen. None of those two, I think, will be traded. But he says, we need to get a defensive tackle, a safety, or a cornerback. Your thoughts? So let's talk about the trade deadline. Let's talk about that because, as you can see, that is the name of the video, actually. And I wanted to talk about one specific player that I like and and that uh, the Colts Niners games is, uh, is loppy, says Jacob. And I stopped watching it, to be, to be honest with you, to, for, to be able to do this show because I can, I can live with watching Colts and 49ers on replay. So I, I, I watch almost every NFL game in the condensed version if I, if I do not catch it live. But I, will, I, I, I understand why. I, I saw that Carson Wentz play. That was just a terrible play. That, that was peak Carson Wentz right there. Vintage Carson Wentz. Anyways. I think that the Cowboys should be buyers on this trade deadline. I don't think that they should trade for I don't think that they should trade away Michael Gallup or Lyle Collins. And I've talked about this before on the primetime show. Even if you guaranteed to me that the Cowboys are not going to keep Michael Gallup beyond 2021, even if you came from the future and assured me of it, 
I would not trade him away because I think that with Michael Gallup, this offense can really do some big-time stuff in the playoffs. He, this offense can take even a next step because Michael Gallup is a deep threat that Cedric Wilson is not. And I think that he is simply just a better player. And I would much rather have Gallup for half a season than trade him away for a mid-round draft pick, for example, or even a veteran player who is not going to contribute as much as I think that Gallup will contribute this season. So I think that the Cowboys should be buyers, and I think that it is more likely than not that if the Cowboys are buyers, that they're going to be buyers on defense because the Cowboys' defense still has a long way to go. And, and for a lot of weeks, we have talked about them having some issues in coverage, about them allowing big plays, but I want a pass rusher for the Dallas Cowboys. And according to reports, Melvin Ingram from the Pittsburgh Steelers is available. Now, I want to make it very clear. I don't think that Ingram would come into the Dallas Cowboys locker room and be a starter over, let's say, the Randy Gregory or the Marcus Lawrence. Of course, that is not happening. I think that Gregory and Lawrence, when he comes back from injury, those two will be your starters. But if you can add Melvin Ingram to the rotation, why wouldn't the Cowboys do so? He has played very little in the past few weeks for 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 the Steelers. So he has an overall he has about a 62% snap count with the Steelers this season. But he has had some two games in which he has played less than 50% of the snaps on that defense including only 26% versus the Seattle Seahawks. I think that Ingram is a fit on Dan Quinn's defense. I think that he can contribute so much for a pass rush department in the Dallas Cowboys that has not been what we want it to be. Shout out to Randy Gregory, who's made some great plays. Shout out to Micah Parsons for moving to defensive end when the Cowboys asked him to do so. But I think that Melvin Ingram, if you give him a situational role for on this Dallas Cowboys defense, I think it would be a great fit. And I don't think he would be expensive. In a, from a salary perspective, he wouldn't. The Cowboys might have to pay him only just about $1 million. And in terms of draft capital, the Cowboys should be able to get the 32-year-old for a late-round draft pick. So I would definitely pull a trigger on that sort of trade. The Cowboys need to realize that they are contenders in the NFL. And Dallas Junk says he's kind of washed, in my opinion. And he's definitely not the same Melvin Ingram as before. But I will say that... As a rotational player, he is definitely a good option for the Cowboys late in the season, in my opinion. Now, there are a lot of other players that are being mentioned. For example, Lane Edwards says, do you think that the Cowboys could trade for Marcus May? And I would love that. I mean, I like Marcus May a lot as a player, but I would be impressed if they do so. Because if you trade for Marcus May, you're also talking about potential contracts. You're also talking about... Uh, a, a more expensive sort of trade, in my opinion. I would assume that Marcus May is more expensive than a Melvin Ingram that would likely go for... I think that Melvin Ingram can go for as little as a six-round draft pick if, if, if the Cowboys get lucky. I know that that sounds like very little, but this is how the NFL works some, sometimes. And it is kind of impressive how fans and the media are always wrong about the players' price tags, right? Because we also we always overvalue players in the trade market and then 
they tend to go for a lower price than we assume. Marcus May, I would love it. I would love him in the Cowboys. I would be surprised if the Cowboys pulled that trigger, though. Another player that some have mentioned is Cal Fuller because he's a big name in the cornerback world, but he has struggled a little bit this season. And actually, one of my questions for me to you guys was, would you rather have the Cowboys trade for Melvin Ingram or Kyle Fuller? It is tough to, to get the... It is, it is tough to predict what will be the price tag of Fuller because he's a big name. He's a good cornerback, or at least he had been a good cornerback, but he has been recently benched by the Broncos. In the past couple of games... He has played only two snaps for Denver. That is literal. Two snaps on that Broncos defense. Kyle Fuller has just stopped playing well, apparently. Now, he might be one of those players that changes teams and changes schemes and finds his way back into good level of play. But listen, Kyle Fuller is another option. I think that it is more viable for the Cowboys to go get Melvin Ingram, especially since we have already heard about reports on the Steelers shopping Melvin Ingram. So he is clearly available. Fuller might be more of a question of, does he fit what the Cowboys are trying to do defensively? And Fuller has been a very versatile cornerback in his years, in his career. He's 29 years old. He has played good zone coverage. He's also a good man-to-man coverage, which is, likely what the Cowboys would like from him. But if the Cowboys feel like, hey, we might get Fuller for a discount and he might have a, a strong showing for us defensively, I would also love Fuller on this team. Now, Kelvin Joseph is coming back. You know, he's one of, he's one of those risky bets in which, you know, the Cowboys can bet for on Kyler Fuller, on Kyle Fuller, excuse me, and they could get the player that the Broncos have been getting in the past few weeks or they could get that player that the Broncos wanted when they signed him in free agency. Now, in order to get the veteran cornerback, Denver would likely have to do some financial maneuvering as well in order to, for him to be tradable from a salary cap perspective. They might have to take some of his salary and turn it into a signing bonus so the team that trades for him does not have a rough time financially speaking. Charles Moore says, I don't think we need to trade for anyone right now. I think that we need to ride with what we have. I think we can. We are clutch. We are a great team, says Charles Moore. Now, here's the thing. I, I like where Charles' head is at because the Cowboys are 5-1. The Cowboys are legit contenders in the NFC, and they might even fight for the top seed in the conference, as we have been discussing lately on the show. But if... But in the NFL, it's always about finding that upgrade. In 2018, the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper. But it was such a different kind of trade. And here is why. First of all, it was they they gave up a first-round draft pick on that trade. And, you know, Cowboys fans, Cowboys media was not really sure how to feel about that trade because back then Amari Cooper was having some struggles, especially when it comes to the drops. So... I understand where Charles' head is at, and that trade from 2018 is way different because the Cowboys... So so the Cowboys started 2018 with the mindset that we can do this without a number one wide receiver. That was the Cowboys' mindset a few years ago, and they were struggling during the first half of the season. And at some point, they say, 
they said, hey, if you're going to win this game, we're going this season, we're, we're going to have to get a number one receiver. So it was more of a desperate trade from the Cowboys. Now it's a different scenario. Now this is Dallas Cowboys looking at their team and saying, we have something here. We are five and one. Can we get better? Because we're taking the ball away on defense, but we're also allowing big plays. We are also the 21st team in the NFL when it comes to pressure rate. Because again, shout out to Randy Gregory. Shout out to Micah when he moved to defensive end. Shout out to Ozo Yesua for being impressive so far. But they are still the 21st team in the NFL when it comes to that pressure rate. So that is far from ideal. So if you, if you need to... If you want to be a contender in the NFC, you're looking for ways to upgrade the team. So even though what Charles is saying is right, this is a good team. This is a team that has to ride with what they have, but that doesn't mean that they cannot add someone else who can contribute to this team. Especially if you're, if you're talking about, for example, Melvin Ingram, who is the guy that I would much rather have the Cowboys trade for right now, even though I like Kyle Fuller as well, but I understand he's a riskier bet and probably a more expensive one. But for example, Melvin Ingram, if you can get him, and again, you're not replacing any of the starters for him, you're just adding him to the rotation, that will pay off for the Cowboys when we get to November, when we get to December, and even when we get to the playoffs. I honestly, says TV Mac, I honestly want to bring in a corner, even if it's just for a year rental. Brown has been better, but I'd rather have us be safe considering how easily teams have been passing on us. And also, you need depth. Listen, if Anthony Brown goes down, or, Kelvin, or, or, or let's say that Kelvin Joseph is not ready once he comes back to the lineup, if Anthony Brown goes down, you have a bad situation at cornerback because you definitely don't want Mo Kennedy playing outside with Jordan Lewis playing inside. Jordan Lewis, by the way, has been a liability for the Cowboys in pass coverage, at least in my opinion. So the Cowboys have very little depth on, on their defensive backfield. I do think that. Matt Owen, shout out to Matt Owen and Stevie Mack and, of course, Dallas Young also. Dallas pointed out that we are about 100 in the YouTube chat and also a lot of people watching on Facebook. So make sure that if you're liking what you're seeing, what you're hearing, make sure you smash that like button and, of course, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And thank you so much for your support, of course. Fuller says D-Town. Wouldn't get much playing time here unless we have multiple injuries. But hey, that could happen, right? That, that, that could happen at some point. This is the NFL, and I do think that the Cowboys are very thin at cornerback, and I would like getting some help at corner. Niners are really biting the, on fake handoffs. They must be worried about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has played very good football. By the way, for those who are not watching, the Colts are up 13-12 to 12 on halftime. Dallas Cowboys for life, says Michael Autry. Brandon Duarte says, drafting Cooper. I don't think if I said, um, uh, I'm sorry if I said drafted, of course, I meant uh, trade. Drafting Cooper was a hell of a move by Jerry. Oh, I think that it is is because of this comment from Eloy. Eloy probably meant trading for, for Cooper was a hell of a move. 
<laughs> I don't know what, what Joe Meza is saying over on YouTube chat. I'm sorry if I said something that I was not supposed to say. Ray says, Gallimore will help with the pressure rate. And later, when Lawrence comes back, look out. And then there is a wild card on this conversation. And I've always been very skeptical when it comes to Tristan Hill. But if Hill comes back at any point and he and he continues to show what he was showing in 2020 before his injury, the Cowboys might get another pass rusher on the inside. And I've always been skeptic, a skeptic about Tristan Hill. But he might prove us wrong, though. He might prove us wrong. I don't see them giving up more than a fifth or a sixth round draft pick, says Carlos. And I think that that might be what Melvin Ingram ends up costing in the trade market. But also, I think about this, and if I put myself in the Steelers' shoes, I wouldn't give up Melvin Ingram. I'm surprised by Ingram's snap count. I think it has been inconsistent playing time for him. But I think that you want Ingram around. And I think that the Steelers have been disappointing, definitely, this season, as they are sitting at a, what is it, a 3-3 three and three record. But you're still in the conversation, one way or another. Dallas Junk says, bro, Hill has been out for so long when he coming back, says Dallas Junk. So now he's eligible, right? Because he started this season at Pop. And remember that players who start the season on Pop have to spend at least six weeks there. So we're already at week seven. Hill should be eligible if he's ready to play to come back at any given point. Uh, I am not saying that. I just think he is better player than him, and he probably would do better than Brown. Says Lane Edwards. I would assume that Lane is talking about Cal Fuller versus Anthony Brown. I better John Jones. Shout out to John Jones. I have not seen you over there on the on the YouTube chat. I bet they flex the Cowboys on Cardinals game for Sunday night, January second, because that is a Week 17 game. That would be something. That would be something. Uh, so I think that we I, we do have more than two likes. I will tell you that. We do have more than two likes. But thank you to TC915 for asking the audience to pitch in with those likes. Thank you to everyone who's showing their support. So that is a trade conversation. Those are some of the players. So, some teams have mentioned L, uh, LJ Collier from the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think that the Cowboys would benefit a lot from getting Collier on this team. But I think that if, if the Cowboys should be buyers on this trade deadline. They have to upgrade the defense. If they find a way to do so, I would love it if they do. I agree with the people that saying that, that he's saying in the chat that the Cowboys are a good team, that they are contenders because they are right. They are, but also you can get better. Look at the Tampa Bay Bucks, And of course, some injuries happened. But they went ahead and they got Richard Sherman. And Sherman, of course, got injured. But they are looking. Winning teams look for ways to continue winning and to continue improving even within the season. So hopefully the Dallas Cowboys have that mindset going forward. Before I leave you, let's start the week with some positive news. I know some of you have been concerned about Dak Prescott's health. But honestly, I don't think we should be concerned because we've, we've talked about this time and time again. Reporters are saying that Prescott should be fine. The team is saying that Prescott should be fine. Pro Football Doc and other medical analysts on social media are also in agreement with all of that. And this has happened before. This has happened in 2021. During the offseason, during training camp, the preseason, when Dak Prescott was, uh, had, was dealing with a 
shoulder strain and some fans were concerned some in the media were overblowing things out of proportion but the smart voices in the sports world were telling us that hey Dak Prescott should be fine Dak Prescott should be ready for the regular season and it turns out those were the people that were correct so I, I think that people who are trying to sell you any storyline that Dak Prescott is seriously hurt and that he might not be ready for that Vikings game are either a little bit pessimistic or are trying to sell you a storyline. And I don't think that is true. I think that Prescott will be ready October 31st versus the Vikings and everything is pointing towards that. Listen, Prescott allegedly, reportedly is out of the walking boot. Great sign. The Cowboys told us from day one that this was not a Michael Gallup sort of calf strain. Gallup has missed five games. Prescott might miss zero. And if you're going to bet on one player to come back before schedule, it is Dak Prescott, right? It's got to be Dak Prescott. He's a hard worker. Mike McCarthy said when he was dealing with the ankle injury, he said a quote that I like a lot. He said uh, recently, I don't think that an, an individual can do more than what Dak Prescott has done. And that was, if that was true for the ankle, I assure you, it will be true for the calf strain as well. That, that will be ready to go versus the Vikings. And I'm so excited about that because I still think that one of the most heartbreaking losses in Dak Prescott's career was the 2019 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Because I think that the Cowboys coaches took that game away from Dak Prescott's hands. I'm hoping that he gets his payback. He's call it a revenge game versus the Vikings next Sunday. Shout out to John Jones. Thank you for the donation. Thank you for your comments. And of course, thank you for your support. Shout out to John Jones over at YouTube. Craig Moore says, maybe we look for an upgrade at cornerback, but mostly we need to look for a defensive tackle to add to our front four. We do get a few back from injury, so that will help as well. I think that is the one reason why the Cowboys might play it a little bit cool at defensive tackle. I agree with Craig that defensive tackle could be better, especially when discussing the depth of the position. But since they're getting some players back and since I don't, at least I can think of many options in the trade market that the Cowboys could pursue, I, I, would, I would think that some other positions are more likely to be the, the route that the Cowboys decide to take. Diggs will pick off Cousins, says Immortal. And we'll talk more about this Vikings game. But hey, it will be a fun one. I do think it will be a fun one because the Vikings might be a little bit underrated. But the Cowboys should be the better team on that game. Two and a half point favorites. I don't know if that betting spread has moved already. But last Thursday, it was at two and a half only. Now, we already talked about the NFC East. They went one and two. The Giants got a win. Did you guys see that Daniel Jones catch? Hey, we got to give it to the Giants. That was one cool play. Daniel Jones got a great play. Now, it is cool for Giants fans that they were able to enjoy a big-time catch and a win on the same football game. I think that is kind of new for the Giants. So, shout-out to New York. I hope they're enjoying that. And Washington, of course, looked Thirty-volt versus the the Packers. That's bad stuff for for Washington. They had two games finish inside the Packers three yard line, and they walked away from those two drives, which were back to back, by the way, with zero points. That was tough to watch 
from Washington, Taylor Heineke diving for the end zone, and he was ruled down because he dove for the end zone and he gave himself up. And as you know, that is the only way a runner can be ruled down without being touched by a defender. So just bad, bad football stuff for, for Washington. And then the Eagles also struggled versus the Raiders. There was a point in which Derek Carr was 31 out of 34 passes for over 320 yards. And meanwhile, Jalen Hurts had completed six out of 18 passes. So bad football all around for the NFC East with the Dallas Cowboys on a bye week. How about CeeDee Lamb getting fined 10 grand for waving goodbye to Jalen Mills' TV Mac? You gotta hate the NFL sometimes. And I don't, some people have said, hey, how come they didn't find Jalen Mills? I don't think that the NFL should have fined Jalen Mills, and I also don't think that they should have fined CeeDee Lamb. They're so inconsistent. And that the inconsistency is what bugs me. That that is what I really don't like about the NFL. You cannot, you cannot find a player for waving goodbye a defender that pushed him late in the game. Like, if that game was still going, that would have been a necessary roughness. The only reason that Jalen Mills did, did not got uh, flagged for unnecessary roughness is because the game was over because the Cowboys scored the walk-off game-winning touchdown, right? So, ah, it was BS, as D. Wayne Wright is saying. That that was BS. There is no other way around it. Jalen Mills should have gotten a fine too. Maybe. Let's go, Cowboys Nation. I think that the correct answer is that none of them should have gotten a fine. It's the NFL. Let Jalen Mills be frustrated. Let him push uh, CeeDee Lamb after the play. And let CeeDee Lamb have a little bit of, of fun with him. But again, I love the Cowboys' attitude on that sounds from the sideline clips that, that we have been seeing lately. That is a that is a an attitude for a football team that is winning games. You gotta love that. Giants were all right, says Ninja. It was a it was a it was a sloppy game, but they were all right. And you gotta give credit to the Giants in that they beat the Carolina Panthers without their top four playmakers. Saquon Barkley was not playing. Galladay was not playing. Kadarius Tony was not. So the Giants, I agree, they were all right. Let's give them some credit. Let's give them a round of applause. Uh, yeah, they shouldn't have fined anybody, says D-Town. Charles Moore says, Cards has not played anyone with a winning record. We will beat them in 17. Just trust me. Well, to be just completely fair, though, the Rams have a winning record. They are one of the best teams in the NFC, and the Cardinals beat them. That Actually, the Cardinals have given the Rams their one and only loss. So the Cardinals are a little bit, you know, they're, they're, they're real. They're a legit football team. I don't know what will happen in week 17. That is still a long way off. And I think that the Cowboys have an argument to be the better team. But but the Cardinals are also real. Let's give them some credit as well. Uh, NFL is bunny hungry. Sam Darnold got benched, says D-Town. And hey, this is the trade deadline week. And the Panthers are going to be involved in the Deshaun Watson conversation. Personally... Like, I'm not sure how to feel about Deshaun Watson playing in the NFL with all of the lawsuits heading his way. But it will be interesting to see what happens with his situation because according to Ian Rapport and, and some reports, he is going to be on the move. Rapport said on NFL Network today that the belief is that something is going to happen. That That is the way that he said it. And I think 
that might be true. And listen, the Panthers might be right up there with the candidates. The Eagles might as well. I, I, the Eagles, we know that Deshaun Watson at some point kind of ruled the Eagles out, but you never know. Now, Ninja comes up with a, with a very interesting point, which is what I thought before today as well. Ninja says, why is going to be suspended if someone puts him on an active roster? I thought that as well. But it turns out that, well, at least according to Rapshit, and I know, we know that Rapshit knows his stuff, and I was surprised about this as well. I, I was not sure about this. But according to Rapshit, he's not eligible to go in the commissioner's exam list. Maybe he gets suspended, but according to Rapshit, the expectation is that if he's put on an active roster, that Deshaun Watson's status will not change. And that would suck. At least, I, I don't know, I have my strong opinions on that subject. I think that would suck. I think that having a quarterback with 22 civil lawsuits and, and lawsuits and sexual allegations of, and sexual misconduct allegations, so many of them, I don't think it would be cool to, to, for, to have him playing on NFL Sundays. But anyways, that will be it for me tonight, guys. That will be it for me tonight. I hope you enjoyed ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you hit that like button if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Also, share the show. Uh, whatever you're watching, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. But most importantly, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for your Cowboys content, but also your Mavericks content. Alec Cash, Ian are doing a great job covering the Mavericks. Make sure you support them. Make sure you support Luca. ADCSports.com slash Dallas for everything Cowboys related. As always, you know that we are aiming to be your one stop for Cowboys coverage. So make sure you check out, of course, Sky Show tomorrow morning and Dallas Primetime every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you, guys. Immorta is new here. He says, good show, bro. I'll be back for sure. I appreciate your comments a lot. So thank you all, and I will see you tomorrow night. Enjoy the rest of Monday Night Football. Let's go.